Welcome to episode 12 of We Book Celebrities. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, man, that's so nice of you. That's a, that's the worst thing to say when you work in an office. Like, oh, happy Monday. It is mad. you just want to punch that person who says that to you? Every single time. So, sorry for starting on that note. But we have to sometimes. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to be nice. I, I meant well, but I'm also obnoxious. Right. That's one of the notes that we've gotten is like we're... <laughs> yeah. So we're working on that nice mm. part, and I think saying happy Monday is a good start. Uh, how are you, Dan? Good. Yeah? Pretty good. Yeah, you look real comfy. You look like you're having a nice day home. Yeah, I got home uh, and kind of disrobed. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are. I <laughs> And then re-robed a little bit. Thankfully. But, yes. um We have done every episode clothed so far. <laughs> so far, yeah. I don't know who would really warrant... A nude episode. What yeah, I don't kind know. Of guest? I don't know famous nudists. Alanis maybe. Morissette did that one video. That's true. Where she was nude, oh. and she's not really known for that specifically. So it'd probably be a little weird. If <laughs> kind we, of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. My mom hates Alanis Morissette. Really? And my dad loves Alanis what Morissette. What the fuck? You'd think the roles would be reversed there. <laughs> well, mostly because of the song "You Ought to Know." Okay. Uh, where he she says, "I'll go down on you in a theater," and then. When she says the word fuck. Yes. When you fucked her, uh, my mom doesn't like that. And my dad your, loves that. Does song. your dad relate to the like anger and bitterness or does he just think it's funny? He or just likes you, the anger he of likes her. Anger? Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, he, he is known to have uh, the music taste of a soccer mom. Yeah, that's so peculiar. Nora Jones. He loves Nora Jones. Top five. Wow. Now Taylor Swift. Big really? Fan. Oh yeah. No kidding. My dad hates Nora Jones. Yeah, my mom calls her Snora Jones. Yeah, didn't we talk about this before? Maybe privately. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we didn't Who mention knows? this on on air, if so to speak. Mics. And if this is repeated, you know what? I I apologize. Um, I knew I would be hey. a mess today. I've been saying words wrong. I've been sick. You did say that. I am getting sick. Um, I have that sick smell. Ew. You know that? I don't know. I actually, what, like in the back of your throat kind of or what? back of your throat where like you're just kind of breath smells sick yeah. and just okay. that I get snotty what smell. I get what you're saying. I had that last night where I almost didn't go to the party that we went to oh, right. because my breath was just gross. Really? So I just grabbed a pack of gum and just constantly chewed gum. And just powered through it. Yeah. You seemed like you were in a good mood last night. I you enjoyed seemed, it. You seemed healthy and... I mean, we enjoyed yeah. some good meats. We had a we had a good meat party. We did. Yeah, with a lot of. I, Does that warrant any kind of explanation, or should we? No, <laughs> just leave it right at that. And it was just you and I. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> but it was good, and I don't know if anybody thought that my breast smelled like shit. I didn't notice anything. Well, that's a good start. I'll start asking everybody else in private messages. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, that's a good way to follow up. And um, I'm sorry you feel sick. Yeah, I don't feel 100%, but I feel pretty okay. Right. 
I had a long week. Like there was a lot of drinking this weekend for me. Yeah, more than I like to do, and um, so I'm feeling a little sluggish. I need like a cleanse day. That's what right. today is. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I'm glad Monday could be your cleanse day yes. for you. Um, it's sometimes fun to just kind of lean into the sickness, and like I got lost driving yesterday because I thought I turned on the road that I was going to turn on. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, turn right on Kimball. I go, okay. And I just keep on driving and my phone's like, turn here, turn here. He's like, no, I know where I'm going. I'm not going to turn. I'm on Kimball. And I did not turn. I just drove for a while. <laughs> drove? Exactly. Drove? Yep. <laughs> well, wait, what do you mean? Like you were just like so in like this sick days that you're yeah. like, fuck it. Well, I, not even on purpose. Like, oh, you, I thought I'd turn. You totally neglected what it was. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, and then I was purposely neglecting it, thinking, like, it was trying to tell me to go, like, around traffic or something. But right. it was trying to tell me to go back to Kimball, you dumb shit. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were, like, spacing out or something. But I, I guess you were in a way. I mean, I was. Yeah. And then You're purposely, yeah. Two separate realities there. <laughs> you thought you were doing okay. Right. So... You get what you get. Hey, sometimes we're not always going to be a bunch of pep boys. <laughs> I'm making cars and fixing yeah. engine shafts. Right. We like, know cars like, really well. We do know cars pretty well. And we'll take all your car questions if you got them. <laughs> Please Twitter us your car questions. If you have a problem on the side of the road, send us a Twitter message. We're like we're like AAA, but a lot less reliable. Yeah, we might not even be able to get to you because one of our cars might not be working. No, I don't even have a car. Well, there you go. Especially you picking them up on the highway in your bike, you mm. can't tow that car. Yeah, I'm really just there for moral support at that point. <laughs> Boy, well, have we gotten off the rails? We have not even mentioned who. <laughs> we're six minutes in, and we haven't said a single word about this guest, yeah. who I'm excited about. You don't care for at all. I don't. I don't not care, but I'm not excited necessarily. Right, but I do like that we're you've we've allowed each other to have guests on that the other person might not be completely into. Yeah, we share the wealth. And uh, this one is the Space Cowboy himself. Space Cowboy. Because he was in that movie Space Cowboys. But I, Okay. I always think Steve Miller Band. Right. Uh, but no. I don't know if they played that song in that movie. I've never seen the movie, but it doesn't It's a sound. whole bunch of old guys who go into space. Oh, really? Um, it's Clint Eastwood is our yes. guest. <laughs> yes. Let's get, let's get to the point. <laughs> let's not talk about <laughs> fucking Space Cowboys. I think the only one I like kind of remember... Of Clint Eastwood is Gran Torino. Right. Which I actually liked a lot. And I have not seen. You haven't seen that? No. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please describe it to me well, for two I minutes? Don't know. Who's He's in a, it? It's about an angry old man and he lives next to this like Vietnamese family and I think they're Vietnamese. I don't he's know. He's very yes, he's I, very racist. I yeah, I've I've seen clips of it. I've told I've been told it's very good. I just But he, he ends it. up warming up to this this young kid who gets picked up are picked on all the time and, and sort of coming through for him and helping him in a heroic old man kind of way. Well, good. Well, and it's actually, I enjoyed it. I, I got, uh, got a little, little teared up during oh, it. Oh man. Well, and that doesn't happen often. Wow. Broke that shell of Dan. A little huh? bit. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll ask him about that movie and see, uh, how he feels about making one of our hosts cry. <laughs> I'd said I didn't go all the way, but I got a little, <laughs> Yeah, a little moist. A little moist, sure. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll discuss your moisture and more with Clint Eastwood right here on We Book Celebrities. 
Yep, it's getting wet. And welcome back to We Book Celebrities. I'm Dan. Unfortunately, Danny had to rush out of here real quick. Uh, he didn't really say much, but we're going to power through. I'm here with the one and only Clint Eastwood. How you doing, sir? Well, Dan, how are you? I'm great. I'm really good, too. Uh, I'm very shocked that Danny ran away like that. Um, I pulled up in my car, and he said that he would park my car for me. Um, but he just took off. What do you... Oh, so you did see him out there. Yeah, I drove my car up here. What are you driving? I drove a Geo Ford. So nothing nothing particularly nice. Right. So it's not like he would want to steal your car and have like a joyride situation going. I don't know what kind of hunk of junk he drives, but... <laughs> I don't need... I, I'm not... I don't know You if haven't I been do. in his car, I have, Dan. but I didn't recognize the model. Uh, anyway, we were talking about uh, Pep Boys earlier, so maybe a situation came up where he needed to help people on the road or something. Maybe. Uh, My you, car has been making some sounds lately, Dan. Okay. You, <laughs> right. Well, you weren't, you weren't here for that part of the dialogue, so we'll just... Not sure what you're referring to, no. Okay. Uh, let's just back up a minute. Uh-huh. And let me first say that uh, I'm very glad you're here. I'm sure Danny would be glad you're here, too. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff we could talk about, and I understand you are the space cowboy. Well, Dan, I am. I went up into space with Rockford, Jim Rockford from the Rockford Files. Did you ever watch that show? It was a show from the 70s. I have not seen it. That's they, Yeah, that's uh, a, a blind spot. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, they sent me the script, and they're like, hey, we need some old people who... You know, some other old audience members like, and we're going to shoot you guys up to space. I was like, all right, sure. Um, what I didn't know is that they would be dangling us from just rope. There's a lot of rope. For a year. Like, they didn't have any way to, like, fake the gravity. Really? Yeah. So they just had some kids with just some little twine wrapped around our waist hmm. as we would kind of float through different areas like we're in space that is that is fascinating multiple fractures in my back i'm sure yeah just being suspended like that yeah and it's it's interesting that they use uh twine and not some type of cable you would think cable yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of shot on the cheap i see oh, it was probably very profitable as far as films go we did make a lot of money um but not enough to fix all four of us. I mean, we're seventy-five. All the, all the back problems. All of the back issues. So I'm, you know, I'm. I would like to think that I'm in my prime, right? And I would even maybe suffer from an injury going through that kind of schedule. We lost two actors halfway through. Uh-huh. We didn't have the original four. Oh, and you just got some other old. We replaced old, fucks. old people. Yeah, Paul Newman died. Paul Newman died that way. Yeah. Oh man. Most people don't realize that but he died on the set of space cowboys wow well dan i hate i'm sorry we had to bring that up it looks like you're getting a little emotional i get a little choked up from it sometimes dan yeah well i will think about that next time i have one of his uh, many salad dressings or salsas 
I gave him the recipe for the salad oh, dressing. Did, really? It was on it was on the set of Cool Runnings. No kidding. No, it wasn't. I, you I know didn't. what? Sometimes I forget what movies I'm on. You know, I'm 85, Dan. You are 85. I looked I'm that getting up, up there in age. I still try and feel spry. Yeah, you're you're out doing things. You know, you're not you're not done yet. No, I am not say. done yet. I'm still making movies that make a lot of money. American Sniper. Oh, that was you. Oh, I did see that one. Yeah, I, you are a fan of one of Chris my Kyle. films. We talked about Chris Kyle at one point. Good on the, man. On the show, yeah. It's sad about him, too. You keep on bringing up death around here, Dan. <laughs> I guess it's one of those things that I'm just trying to help you confront a little bit. Death I mean, is all around, and I try and forget about it. I, I wake up in the morning. I do 26 push-ups. Do a couple pull-ups. That's that's right. I, I know you're very health conscious, and you've been that way since you were real young, right? Yes, I try and stay fit. And you eat you eat healthy too. Yes, um, I I made sure Paul Newman made a diet salad dressing. A diet dressing for me. For and do you do you have that most days of the week? Or? Most of the time, yeah. Uh-huh. On spare ribs, uh, on chicken wings, I put his poppy seed low fat dressing on it okay well those aren't necessarily the healthiest foods to begin with but it's good that you're putting a diet dressing on top of them i run it off you run it off you've got you've got a lot of energy and that's all well and good i also heard that you do transcendental meditation i do sometimes yeah uh i've been able to float a few times i just sit and just levitate just a little bit oh my there's been a couple times a couple injuries from it but I might be doing it wrong. Are you sure, you know, when you say you float, are you sure you're not just like having a flashback back to uh, the Space Cowboy film? (laughs) It might have been Space Cowboys. It might have been Rawhide, um, which was my first uh, Western that I starred in the show. I have not seen that one. Uh, Yeah, it was in black and white. Really? Icky shows. Wow. It was in black and white. Wow. Uh, I was a cowboy. That's how I got my start. You know, the uh, Jake in... Um, Blues Brothers with the whip, and they sing that song, Giddy Up, Raw Hard, Brought him in, yeah. Boot him out, Shoot him up, Brought him in, Raw Hard. That's the song from your movie? That is the theme song from the TV uh, show Raw Hide that okay, I was on. Okay, now I'm putting together all these different cultural references. That's yeah, pretty good. I've been around for a long GD time, Dan. That's true, and, and there's probably not a lot of other people in your position. I, I think of other like older Hollywood types and i think maybe betty white do you know her not a fan not a fan no okay she's a little mouthy for my taste she works a little blue sometimes she does work a little blue i think that's part of her her sensibility yeah i don't really get it okay you're you're a bit more on the conservative end yes yeah i I can understand that i mean you you come from a, a different time and dan i play characters sometimes they're a little mean you need to use the word gook a lot uh, Kike, Chink, oh, no. some of those oh, from my. Gran Torino. But that's my character. That's not me. Okay. And you, some, would, you wouldn't say that in your day-to-day no, life. No, I just re- I just repeated the words, but I wouldn't use them in a sentence towards those fellas. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Because um, sometimes I fear that uh, Betty White is a sexed-up homophobe, uh, and she just... I don't know if that's the case not a fan of her dan she works blue do you do 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 you do some of that filth on stage dan i mean i'll i'll do a a few things like that i i try not to 
go completely in that direction, but that's what's funny to me. Well, Dan, I, that's <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help what I find funny. I like I like gross, uh, dirty things, a little foul mouth stuff. Yeah, but I'm I, trying to be respected because you're here. I'm trying to cut that out and have a very serious discussion. It does sound like your parents taught you well, Dan. I think they did to respect your elders. I, I think they did all right. Well, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, um. Are we done? Is this is this <laughs> well, it? Well, I don't, I don't know how long. I, I podca- what, a pod? Have you ever done a podcast before? No. No. This no. is your first, I'm glad we're we're making the debut here on our show. I'll be honest. I'm not a huge uh, scholar of your of your work. I wish I had more more questions. Um, I I really like Gran Torino. Well, Dan, I was a fan of that movie I did, uh, directed and act in it. You you were a triple threat there. I was, yes. Uh, I do that a lot now um, as I get into my older years. Um, you, you, it seems like you, you take on a project and you go all in. All in. And, and you only do like one project a year or maybe once every two years. It's Yeah, I take a break. You know, with uh, something like Gran Torino, it kind of sums up all my characters into one. You know, the man with no name, all the westerns that I did. Sure. You know, uh, that... uh, I'm really bad at whistling. Oh, you're you're better than I thought you would be. But you know that song... The westerns and they whistle and yeah, uh, it's like a it's like the rawhide song but different. That's that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're on the same mind wave of that song. I hope. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and then you know, Dirty Harry. That's the classic one. That what? Yes, um, that's where you say. Uh, you feel lucky, punk? Yeah, I call people punks, which I wasn't a fan of. Did you, you pioneer know. the word punk? Did you start that? No, it was uh, it was brought up by the director and the writer, and I didn't want to say punk. You didn't want to say it. No, I wanted to say, do you feel lucky, tree? Tree? Tree. You know, because he was just kind of standing there like a tree, and I didn't want to say punk, but they're like, hey... You know how sometimes you can just like light firecrackers and fireworks and they call it a punk? I didn't know that. You, yeah. I didn't know the that. thing that like 4th of July and you light that and it's always hot and then you can oh, that's light. Oh, punk. Oh, okay. That I didn't know punk. that. It, it looks like one of those like road flares that they put. Well, yeah, relatively. Okay. Um, and so then I just stuck to like, I'm calling him a lit thing that lights firecrackers. And so I was fine with saying it. Okay, so you just use that sort of imagery to help help you with the line there, right? Because you don't like the idea of uh, like a punk, like a, like a sort of street trash, street trash kind no. of uh, those hoodlums. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I assume you don't like that that kind of music. I'm I'm not. I mean, Three Six Mafia is pretty good. I don't know if they were they're punk necessarily. Oh no, a different kind of punk. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure which. Uh, questionable area you were wading into dan <laughs> i don't i don't know because i know at my age a lot of people i was thinking like punk rock uh sex pistols kind uncle of cracker uh, not quite kid rock would you call him punk he is a little bit of like uh that hair is too long i would suggest him cutting it <laughs> do you, you know have it? a pretty good you have a pretty good length of hair yeah, i would say I, I got it i got it high and tight right now that's the that's the cut that's yeah. what you need, Dan. <laughs> I th- that's yeah. That's the uh, conservative approach I'm taking currently. 
Anyway, Gran Torino was was a really good film. I, I liked how you you helped the kid through his tough tough times, and it was kind of a beautiful ending. And I was very affected by it. I was almost to tears. I didn't. I, I just want for the record, I didn't cry. Right. But I was uh, a little emotional. Got my eyes welled up a little bit. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I yeah, uh, I was close. Mm-hmm. So I, your movies are powerful. Well, I, I thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say Fox and the Hound was the last movie that made me cry, Fox Dan. Fox and the Hound's pretty sad. They're dropping that fox off, and he's like, hey, I just want to play with you. And they're like, nope, where are you going, Fox? And just, oh, boy. Oh, boy, yeah, that's pretty rough. Me and my three-year-old daughter bawled our eyes out. Oh, yeah, you're you're a family man. I am, Dan. Uh uh-huh. you, you have sort of... An extended family. There's a lot of different uh, moving parts. <laughs> yes, I have a big family. So, um, some are not in my family anymore. That's right. It, it's been rotating a little bit. I have seven kids. My goodness. With five mothers. Yeah, I wanted to ask just how that works. Um, I like to fuck. <laughs> All right. Dan, I'm sorry. Look who's I going blue mean, now. Oh, you're right. What would, what would Betty White say about this? Uh, Dan, sometimes just the ravenish of just wanting to have a woman. Just those carnal passions. It just kind of comes out of you. I didn't mean to use that word either, but... Uh, okay. No, I, I can't fault you. You're you're a red-blooded male. You know, oh, yeah. that, that's what happens. The What what I'm curious about, just because you, you've uh, fathered many, many children with, yes. with different women, how do you maintain those relationships in raising the children? Well, Dan, um, <laughs> it sounds like you're. This is a tough subject. I, it's an issue. It's an issue in my life. It comes up a lot. Okay. Uh, the very first kid I had uh, was with a woman who was a stunt woman. A stunt woman. That is no true. Shit. Wow. Um, and it was out of wedlock. Okay. Because well, um, I had an toys. affair, and uh, during that affair, I got her pregnant. You got. The stunt woman, the stunt pregnant, woman pregnant as I was with another with someone lady. else. Yeah. But you weren't married to... Not at the time. Wow, you were really getting around. Uh, yes, I was. I mean, they were well, shooting her out of a cannon, and I snuck into the backside of the cannon, uh, and we did it inside of in the, the cannon. cannon. And then I snuck out, and they shot her off and into they, a they net. they fired her, and you were just back at... Yeah, nobody had any idea it was happening. And that's how your first child was conceived? I believe it was in a cannon. Oh, my. The second time was on an airplane. The same same stunt woman? A different or? woman. Oh, good. Moved on. Uh, and this was when I was married now. Um, and uh, it was with a flight attendant. You were married to the flight attendant? No. Oh, good. Oh, wow. So you, you're not even breaking these uh, relationships off before you're I was getting not. busy? No. Oh, no. That sounds like a bad strategy. It was pretty great in the beginning, Dan. I'm sure in the moment it's probably excellent. but I mean, 30,000 feet up in the air with a stewardess in the I've, bathroom. I've never done that. Yeah. Mile High Club is... It's a bitch. I mean... Uh, I think I'd be very... I think I'd be too timid to really make it happen right i mean it's a lot better when it's the stewardess so she's the one that normally catches you and she yeah so she has so ex- if you're just doing the one who normally is the catcher but well <laughs> well stan again you, we're getting into that betty white sorry to work blue <laughs> were you but were you on a plane with a bunch of other passengers yes oh so somebody- 747 boeing okay uh, wow. and then my uh my second wife she passed 
She passed. She passed. And you did not cheat on her. No. Um, oh, so you she, were you were breaking the the streak a little bit. That's good. Well, I I was planting some figurative seeds with other women. Oh no! And she died before I even got to cheat. So so you were you were planning on yeah okay. But she stopped me because you know in the case of her dying okay um, from cheating. So sure. she was the best wife I ever had. Well, that's that's really good. Yeah. Then my wife died. Dan, is that? Well, that, no, that you have a good memory of her and that she was the best wife you ever had. She was. She. Uh, it's not good that she died. Yeah, it was. Uh, she passed. Um, she got hit by a lady, sucker punched, and then fell and broke her neck on a stool. Okay. Um, wow. I'm, that's that's not a very traditional circumstance. Well, have you ever seen Million Dollar Baby? Yeah, Hillary Swank. Right. Oh, that, that's yours too? You directed that? Yes, I or, directed it. But you were also it. in it? Yes, I was. Um, okay. That was an Academy Award winner. You know, you know, Mr. Eastwood, that was probably one of those movies that was on TV and I saw maybe like two thirds of it. Yeah. Because there's commercial breaks and I'm in and out of, you know, getting snacks and stuff. So. Sure. Well, Dan, uh, that's how Hillary Swank, you know, got paralyzed. That's how she dies? In the movie. Oh, she gets paralyzed. You know, then then we pull the plug on her. Oh, yeah, It yeah. stops being a boxing movie about three ways in. And That's right. That's right. Everybody's waiting. How is she going to come back? And she doesn't, Dan. She oh, dies. Oh, no. And so that's what I based the movie on was my well, wife Was on your wife's experience. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. But she wasn't a boxer. We were just at a grocery store. Right. And she took the last container of strawberries and some woman just sucker punched her. Ooh, well, that was probably a, a, a high demand time for strawberries. Yeah, it was Valentine's uh, Day. Oh, sure, yeah. The day before. Yeah, you I want your chocolate-covered strawberries. You gotta dip them. She was gonna dip some strawberries for me. Okay. Uh, but some lady sucker punched her. She fell. That's terrible. Right there on the produce guys' on his stool. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that she's making this big romantic gesture to, you know, buy some strawberries for you, but you were still planning on cheating on her. You were still... Yeah, I was I was over... planting at, seeds, as you say. Yeah, I was over at the neighbor's house as she was out oh, uh, at Hy-Vee grocery store. That's... Oh, that's a nice nice mention to Hy-Vee. Right. A nice plug <laughs> I'm for... I'm sure they'll appreciate Hy-Vee, where my wife died. They dealt with it really well. Uh-huh. Uh, they paid out a little bit. I didn't need the money, but they still were gracious it's always, enough. It's always nice to have a little extra security. Well, Dan, it really is. I do have I do have a question about, and I know we haven't been through all of your marriages just yet. Um, but you're you're a known uh, conservative. You're in the Republican Party. You were at there. Yes. You did a video for for the convention the old chair bit the the chair bit yeah i've been doing that since i was 25 oh really every president i just pull out a chair and like hey how's it going eisenhower and i just updated it to the current one but it didn't actually get any sort of traction or like no no nobody noticed it until the yeah i mean i was just doing it to like you know some friends and stuff and like hey you should should do that you should bring that out I you know it's interesting to me because uh, you you look at conservative figures and they're they're very into this idea of family values but yeah. but you seem to you have a very non traditional family yes I do so how does that that conflicts a little bit right well the way I see it is you know somebody like Mitt Romney who has all those kids he does that can't be one wife 
you, you think he's just kind of keeping up appearances. When yeah. He, when he just bangs other women who look exactly like his wife, so then his kids can look exactly <laughs> like him. I like how you said you say bangs. Like that's right. I wouldn't expect you to speak that way. I apologize. It's not, no, it's not necessarily a bad uh, word. It's just it's not what I would expect out of you. It's those dang kids on the set of Gran Torino. They oh, really they, got to me. Yeah. They just kind of shoved all this young speak into me. Do you do you like that or do, it bothers you when when the kids talk that way? Well, Dan, because kids, you know, kids, people say they you learn from from teaching and being around young people. I dealt with it okay. You Dan. dealt with it okay. Yeah, you didn't you didn't necessarily enjoy it though. No, I mean I was calling a lot of people uh, queers. Oh, afterwards at okay. Walgreens and stuff like that. It kind of carried over. You know, sometimes you get into your character just a little too much. I see which, and it and it bleeds into your day to day life. Right. So you'd be out at high V, and you call somebody uh, a racial slur. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I do have flashbacks. Anytime I grab a strawberry container, Ooh. I usually yeah. just start flailing and just defending yourself unnecessarily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so now I have a few people buy strawberries for me. Um, I can buy every mm. other grocery, but I have to have somebody have to, with me to grab that. You probably avoid the produce altogether. Altogether. Yeah. Bakery, sure. Yeah. Speak, Danny uh, once told me a story how he went to the Walmart bakery and he printed out a different label for the cake. So he got this like nice big cake for like three dollars. Ugh. What do you think of that? Dishonest youth just <laughs> ruining the world, Dan. Yeah, but it's Walmart though. Like they can they can afford it. Yeah, but they also hire a lot of my friends, Dan. They do? Yeah, all these old men oh, just standing true. outside of that door. I think it's great. Yeah, they treat them like garbage yeah, and they don't pay say. them at all. <laughs> and they've talked to me about it all the time. But it's like, hey, at least you're not just rotting on a couch. At least you get to go out and greet some people. And- yeah, I've... I stop by some Walmarts from time to time and just say hey to people. Okay. Put on a blue shirt. Like, hey, how's it going? Most people don't realize it's me because they're kind of pissed off that they're at Walmart. Sure. And they're just kind of looking at the ground or pissed off that they bring their seven kids. And they just, hey, how's it going? And they just walk So, yeah, by. but you, you probably blend in pretty well with that role. You, yeah, you if just I just like want to disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have like some... Anonymity. I'm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's, that's exactly a, how you say that word. That's, Dan. A, that's a tricky word for me and it for anybody. Tough. But it's good to have that sort of. Yes, and you find it at Walmart. Yeah. Walmart, Walgreens, Hy-Vee. We've done some pretty good. There's a lot of free plugs uh, going on in this episode for I, these struggling businesses. Damn. <laughs> I've never been to a Hy-Vee. Actually, I know. I just know it's a grocery ch- uh, chain in Iowa. Yes. Mm. And home of one dead lady. One dead lady, yeah. Well, it's probably weird. There's probably like a bunch of folklore saying like that the store is haunted now. No, it is. Oh, it is? It is. It's like really haunted? You believe that? I believe it, Dan. You, you believe know, in ghosts? They, uh, I don't they, believe in ghosts. They've told me that I have a mystic quality uh, might, in yeah. all my roles. Um, some of these people, Dirty Harry, the man with no name. Uh, the Space Cowboy. The Space Cowboy. Sometimes they almost seem unreal like they just have this mystic quality almost magic quality seems otherworldly otherworldly there that's the word i was looking for couldn't find it but i found it when i saw my wife float above 
that high V produce section. Really? It just looked like she had a long bed sheet on and she was just whipping around, just tossing broccoli into her mouth. It just falls right out of her body. So you had this like paranormal connection. Right. And it kind of gave you this sort of different aura. Right. That I, you that you brought into acting? Yes. Cool. And I've some, never heard anything like that before. Sometimes I'm convinced I uh, have some powers, Dan. You got a lot going on. I mean, think about it. I've been in this business for over 60 years. That's a lot of time. Yeah, I'm 85. Yeah. I made one of the highest grossing movies of all time last year with American Sniper. That doesn't happen in real life. Well, it's nice, too, because, you know, you've got a lot of... You've built up a lot of fans over the years. So there's probably people who get really excited whenever you release a movie... Right. In some capacity, like they they're, they've followed you for so long, they want to they want to see what you're working on. Right. So it works to your advantage a little bit. And I played the you know the political card a little bit. You do you you appeal to that sort of demographic. I did because uh, yeah. Paul Newman said no to Dirty Harry. Oh, he did because he said it was a little too political for him. No kidding. And I took it, and he's been pissed ever since. Yeah. Well, look where he's at. I just and he's not even floating around anywhere. He's just. Six feet under is looking like an idiot. Selling his selling his dressings. Do you like his lemonade, Dan? Yeah, it's good. I, you know, this is one area where I'm always confused. Apparently, all the proceeds to his stuff go to charity, but I don't know what charity. I've never looked it up. And either, I and Dan. I don't. I I sort of want to call bullshit on it, but I still buy it anyway, and I feel good about it. Right. But if it went to his loving wife, would it be any worse, Dan? I I suppose not. Right. Yeah, I guess that's okay. But she's probably doing very well for herself. Like, why not give it to some underprivileged kids or something? It's safe to say that she's just pocketing all of that money. You think so? I'm pretty sure. Well, I maybe would I'll say stop let's, buying the stuff. I don't know. Let's make that leap right now. Okay. Yeah, right, damn. Maybe I'll I'll buy some uh, the different brand of dressing now. But the lemonade's really good. I don't think I'm gonna switch off that. It's a little too sugary for oh, me. Oh, you don't like it? Yeah. You know, I, I've got diabetes. You do? I, I do. I didn't know that. I'm a little old. Uh, it's just kind of what happens with age. You've always... Oh, you haven't always had it. No, just okay. in the last couple of years. And I think it might partially be because of le- the lemonade from Paul Newman. <laughs> uh, oh, he set you up with that. I did plan on uh, suing the shit out of the Newman estate. Is there something pending right now? Or? Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've signed some contracts. I have some uh, lawyers ready. To go after his wife. That seems a little extreme. Well, you said that she was pocketing all the money. So I didn't say it. You you definitely implied it. <laughs> it might be because of that uh, impending lawsuit. I might have started slandering her okay. just a tad. I say she's I, a nice lady and I shouldn't sue I her. I wouldn't sue her if I were you. Unless, unless the ball's rolling too much at this point and you kind of have to see it through. <laughs> right. And she's probably really old too. She's probably... Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, she might even be dead. I haven't checked in on her in a while. That I probably jumped me. the gun on that on the I mean, lawsuit. Paul Newman probably has children that might benefit. Oh, I could from sue the, them. You could. There's always somebody to sue. That's Never true. forget that. He was pretty randy uh, he, as he, a youth as that's well. That's probably why you guys got along. So yeah, we did. Uh, you know, we gang banged a few women oh, together. My goodness, you are <laughs> that flight that flight attendant lady. It was her. It was Newman and I up in there. Really? in the airplane. So and I was the one to get her pregnant, which is horseshit. Did you guys do it like? A Sorry, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice. I've sort of just become accustomed to it. But 
Did you get any kind of DNA test or? Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we went on the Ricky Lake show. I don't remember this episode. I think Paul, you know, <laughs> tried to get it buried. In fairness, I didn't watch a ton of Ricky Lake, yeah. but I, I would think if you guys were on there, it would be a pretty popular. Yeah, I mean, we went on to like plug a movie, but oh. she kind of surprised us with that uh, with DNA, DNA test. Okay, and you yeah. are you actually are the father. I was, yeah. Okay. It was kind of a, you know, kind of gotcha journalism. I don't really care for it, but Ricky, <laughs> she had to give it a go. And she's looking out for her show and her career. Yeah, I don't blame her. Okay. I'm not mad about it. I have another son, you know? I was kind of upset, but it's like, hey, Joe, come over here. I'll give you a hug, son. You're conceived on an airplane. Your life can't be going great. That's, yeah, maybe. I don't know. What's really um, kind of standing out to me right now is you're a lot different than I thought you would be. What do you mean, Dan? Well, uh, I thought you were a very straight-laced old old man and uh-huh. you didn't like to talk about you know how you used to have a lot of irresponsible sex and you don't think i would say gang bang i don't think so and i think if you're uh if they played this clip at the the republican convention this year they wouldn't be too happy the brand you've you're off brand. Have you have you heard that term? I'm just a tad off it's a, brand. It's a, it's not a good term, but right. It's I think, like when you go to Aldi and you get uh, salad dressing, and is some other old man on the face of the salad dressing bottle? Right. It's just it's not quite it says, the one. It you're says used Randy to. Newman. Yeah. Of Newman. <laughs> it's Randy brand. Newman. And yeah. It's just a. Who you makes, know, kind of like how like Hallmark cards open up and there's a song playing. Yeah, that's what happens when you open up the salad dressing. There's a Nate, Randy Newman song playing oh, you're as right. you're pouring out. It's really obnoxious. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. And the lemonade is very sour. Yeah, no, and like almost no sweetness at all. The very little sugar put in it. Um, but that's what I started drinking uh-huh. after I found out. So thank God for Randy Newman. Sure. It's weird that he got into both fields. He was just trying to capitalize on that sort of generic uh, salad dressing product. He did. Trend. He did. Well, but, but you could uh, not not to miss the point. Like you seem a little off brand today, Dan. What's up? It's me. Oh, well, we're not doing uh, we're not doing this this gag anymore. What? <sighs> yeah, it was. I thought it was going okay. Listening audience members, it was it was me the whole time. This is Danny Schill talking to you right now. I was trying to... Clint Eastwood didn't show up, and I was embarrassed, and I just... I told Dan, like, hey, let's just pretend I will... I, will, I can do a really good Clint Eastwood. I thought it was, was great. Yeah, you I, thought, I thought it we could have kept going. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always like impressionists who go on like Johnny Carson and stuff, mm-hmm. and they do Ronald Reagan and they do Clint Eastwood because they kind of sound the same. No, I thought you sold it pretty well. I'm sorry for misleading people too. I was uh, complicit in the crime. Thank you for helping us bail, though. My throat hurts like a bitch. It's a little strenuous. I don't yeah. know why I picked that. I mean, I could have just like. <laughs> You know, you make some well, mistakes sometimes. Well, he's, he's kind of a hero of yours in a way, right? I'm a big fan of uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Unironically. I do uh, like a lot of his movies. All right. He's a tough guy. Um, from what I've seen in Gran Torino, he's intimidating as shit in it. He is. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would be intimidated by him currently. 
Yeah, I mean, physically, he's pretty frail. You could just shove him down. Maybe, but maybe he's still got a little fight in him. Maybe. My uh, my grandpa, who's like 85, uh-huh. that dude can outbench most 25-year-olds. No wow. Well, yeah. then, I, so he who's, might, to, who's to say? Right. right. My grandpa and Clint Eastwood are pretty close, which might be kind of like why I like Clint Eastwood, because he kind of reminds, reminds me you. of... Yeah, yeah. I mean, my grandpa is definitely like, get off my... Lo- like, he's a sweet guy, but like... He lives in St. Louis. Like, he hasn't moved since he moved into that house uh-huh. and is just, like, I wouldn't say racist, but he's, you know, 85. And I just mean, at lives. a certain point, like, you're just a product of what yeah. you came up in. Exactly. And I mean, and still living in St. Louis, and it's just gotten, I mean, it's 80% black now, and like, it's mm-hmm. just old He lives people. like in the city. He's uh, just in a suburb of like uh, North oh. County of St. Louis. Okay. And so it's basically. Uh, young black families and really old people who just haven't moved yet. Okay, is there a lot of tension there? Um, no, I mean it's close along? enough to Ferguson, so that's kind of taken over everything. Oh, sure, sure. They're more angry about the cops than the eighty-five-year-old guys who just say, "Hey, what are you doing on this sidewalk by my house?" Okay, okay. so they're more concerned about. I see other factors. Okay, in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Um, does but, he have like? A, does he sit on his porch with like a shotgun? No, I don't think he owns a firearm. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. No, yeah. So he's not. He's not aggressive. No, um, no. In his hatred of people, uh, but that dude's got some biceps. Um, well, that I guess that that's a good segue into um, a little talk because I did have questions for him. Yeah, yeah, um, we can get into that. And we didn't want to talk about like working out and just kind of aggression and mm-hmm. like how because he's a you know he's punched a lot of people in his movies. Yes. Do you think he can fight in real life pretty well? I would say back then, probably. Probably not. Now, not probably so not as much. Yeah. Um, but I did want to know like how many fights he's gotten into. Just like off screen. Yeah, Got I would. It. I would assume a decent amount. I well, probably not. He's probably. I don't know. Have you Have you ever been into a fight? No. No. Not I'm even not, like grade s- grade school scraps. Uh, maybe like a little bit of that, but nothing that was ever like outright like violent yeah you, you know? never went to detention or got suspended for fighting no i don't yeah. think so it's uh probably wishes i had but yeah sure it makes you feel alive sometimes I you can, know I, I understand that you, yeah knowing it, that you can take a punch is kind of an interesting thing and it's really not like i haven't been punched in a long time yeah um but i remember like after each time it's like oh this isn't that bad isn't that bad it's okay uh-huh. um and, you know, the, like, semi-disappointment, but, like, pride that, like, your dad would have, like, after I'd get into a fight with somebody. Oh, yeah? And I was like, all right, you're grounded, but, you like, you could kind of see a smirk on his face of, like, all right, at least he's not a complete pussy. <laughs> all right. Because, um, I yeah, I got into a fight with uh, Michael Perry in, element- in fifth grade. Because he moved, he was a new kid. He was a new in kid. In fifth grade, and this is when uh, Pokemon got really big. Uh-huh. So everybody had trading cards, and he stole one of my cards. I see. Um, and we got into a fight in the bathroom one time. Ooh. Got into a fight, and I hit his head on the sink. Ooh, nice. Uh, and then he threw me into the urinal, like one of the tall urinals. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, it was yeah. kind of an even... And so I got like piss all over my like Ooh, pants he, and shirt. He might have came out on top there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, then we fought again like a few days later mm-hmm. outside at recess. Right. Um, nice cold like winter. 
and uh, we went like on the other part oh, of really the didn't basketball. Like this kid. No, like he and I did not get. And then like everybody fought him afterwards. Oh, so he would just like everybody. He was like real him. popular at first, and I hated him, and uh-huh. everybody liked him. And I was like, this kid's a fuckhead. I don't like this kid. Why do you people like <laughs> well, him? Well, he was stealing stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's that's bad news. It makes it personal if you steal my, yeah. you know, my gullum. My Gollum. I stole. I'll be honest. I stole Pokemon cards. Did I you? I was that kid. Yeah. I Dan, would we have gotten into a fight in fifth grade? I don't know. I probably would have backed down and just I've, gave him back. I mean, he. Uh, yeah, he lied just out. Like I just found the card later, but like he would never admit. Um, but he did have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like I'm missing this. You just. He's like, no, I just bought. I just bought a pack and I had it. Like, no, there's no fucking way. Like, we just had these our binders open yeah. a few hours earlier. Fuck that. And now you have it. Um, So we got into a fight outside during recess. And it was cold and we had, like, coats on and stuff. And right. we were fighting. We had planned it. Like, Did it you? wasn't an impromptu fight at okay. all this time. Did you let all the other kids know or was it just between you two? Yeah, like, a lot of kids, we went on the other side of the gymnasium outside. Uh-huh. So, like, all the teachers were on the other side. And oh. there was a group of us fighting. This That's, like, real... Uh, that's, like, what they would do in, like, a kid's movie or something. Yeah. I don't remember anything like that ever happening. Not to me or any other kids I even knew. Right. I mean, it was... It's all very organized. I mean, we never had that. Yeah, fighting was definitely just a thing that happened. Uh-huh. Um, when we were fighting outside, like, I always got nosebleeds in the winter. Okay. It's just real dry. I would just yeah, get yeah, nosebleeds all the time. And he hit me in the face with his sleeve. Ooh. Like, he had his hand kind of tucked into his coat and just kind of whipped it. Was there a zipper at the end of that? No. Oh, it okay. was just a soft, like, plushy coat. It's a weird strategy. And it didn't even remotely hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like if I just playfully kind of slapped at you. Yeah. But I got a bloody nose from it. And so then everybody saw, like, oh, he punched him in the nose and gave him a bloody nose. Oh, so you, like, you look like you've yeah. been... And he's well, like, did you, oh. and I'm like, did you I mean, come back at him? No, I stopped and like, and then we went to the nurse together. Oh, um, that's so, so weird. Cause he like, yeah, like he had to get band-aids for something. And then, uh, I but, had to get, so the you got a couple nose. shots on him. Yeah. Like oh, we had okay. kicked each other in the shins a lot. Like we oh, would okay. like even try and kick and like, it was a stupid fifth grade fight. Was there like a circle of other kids around yeah. you? Oh wow. The whole thing. Yeah. And uh, so, like, we initially lied, or he lied for me to say, like, he accidentally threw the basketball at my face. And, uh-huh. like, that's how I got the bloody nose. Oh, okay. But I was like, no, like, I punched him. He punched me. Like, we got into a fight. So you're and like, he let's be me. honest about yeah. this. Okay. And then we both got detention. We had to stay after school a bunch of times. Did you ever become friends with the kid? Like it seemed like you guys like organized shit. Like he and he was trying to like keep you both out of trouble. Well, no, he was just a lying asshole. Oh, okay. Yeah, he All was right. just trying to get himself out of trouble. I see. I see. By saying this was what happened, and helping was you like, in the process. Yeah, of it. yeah. But it's like no, like we didn't. No, fuck it. I'm not gonna lie about. It. I was afraid of lying. I did not like okay. lying as a kid. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, that was one of the fight. Like that was one of the first fights like uh-huh. in grade school okay but then a couple of fights in like college and stuff like that really up yeah. that up to that point yeah no shit the best fight <laughs> the, the, the main event was uh was at high v actually oh good yeah they're getting <laughs> sponsored by um 
but this was because of a uh, of a boyfriend and a girlfriend and stuff. This girl who I hadn't dated for like two years, uh-huh. she sent me a text in, like out of nowhere. Okay, uh, was like, "Oh, the sky is so pretty tonight." I'm like, okay, what? I don't. Okay, yeah, that's fucking weird. I don't know what that meant. Um, and I was dating somebody else. Like I had gone off to college. This was like freshman, maybe sophomore year of college. Yeah, and I was back in Columbia for winter break. Okay, and just working at High V for those couple weeks. All right. So the next day, this guy walks up as i'm working in italian express i made pizzas for people uh and he walks up and he's wearing a wife beater and a coat okay. like that's it so immediately like what the fuck this dude and he just looks like a douchebag and he's like coming to speak to you specifically yeah okay so he comes up and he's like hey you danny and immediately is like i don't like this dude i don't know like, you're yeah. a douchebag well he was being aggressive it yeah. sounds like yeah and so like i looked down at my name tag i was like I can't lie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Danny. He goes, yo, you better stay away from her. I'm like, what? What the fuck? What? <laughs> what? That is such bullshit. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm dating her now, and I saw that she texted you, and you better, like, not text her. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. It's okay. I don't know who you are. That is ridiculous. Um, she sent me a text. I haven't talked to her in a long time. I have zero interest. You weren't responding to it? No. Yeah. Like, I saw it. I didn't even say anything. You didn't so even like, reply? Yeah. He just probably saw that on her phone and was right. like... And I guess talked to her and uh, found out that... Got the whole story. Yeah. And so, like, he... We talked for a while. He called me a faggot a couple of times. I was like, you gonna buy pizza? Are you gonna go? And he leaves. And uh-huh. he's like, you don't ever talk to her. I was like, I st- didn't. I don't know what the fuck your problem is, you insecure asshole. Yeah, that guy's got some issues to work on. Yeah. So so a few hours later, um, I shut down my station. And I walk out to my car about 930. Um, it's an empty parking lot. And I'm parked in the very back of the parking lot. Okay. No cars around except for a car right next to my car. No fucking way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like fucking back to the future. Jesus. It's so ridiculous. That is fucking bullshit. So I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I just got into my car or like I opened up my door and uh, as I open that, I hear the car next to me, somebody get out and I kind of turn around and all of a sudden this dude pins me up against the car. Holy shit. Some guy. Some it's not, other, it's not, not the same the other, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? So I was like, what the fuck? And then the other dude gets out. The boyfriend gets out of the car. Uh-huh. And I see him. I go, what the fuck? What is this? And like yeah. immediately get pissed off. I'm like, you fucking pussy. What the fuck is this? This is stupid. Yeah, it's 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 really rational to get upset at that point. It, it honestly is. Yeah. yeah. And so like just start yelling at him like, you're a fucking idiot. What is... I don't know you. You are... What is happening? And so... The, but the, it's two against one at this point. Yeah. The other dude's a scrawny... The boyfriend's a scrawny fuck. Uh-huh. Like, just a douchebag, scrawny backwards hat, life yeah. beater. Okay. The other dude is a big... Like, I had no chance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And um, so he punches... Like, he has me pinned up and then punches me in the stomach one time. Uh, and that hurt. Yeah. Was, like, that dude has big hands. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'd want nothing to do with you. Um, so the dude is like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I talked to... I don't even know what the fuck he was yelling. He uh, was just yelling at me. Sure. I pushed the guy away and I'm getting into my car. Uh-huh. This was a few days. At, this is such a long story. I didn't realize. I no, forgot. No. Um, it's interesting. Um, this was a few days after Christmas. Okay. And so like I was back at home and my mom that day gave me a to-do list 
of like to clean things up and stuff like that. And one right. of them was like, put some of your Christmas presents away. And one of them was a tire iron that she bought me. So she's like, put that away, put it in your car. Uh-huh. So that morning I put the tire iron on my passenger seat. Uh, okay. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> so I see it. And I grab it, and my boyfriend like grabs my shirt and like Uh tries to pull me out of the car. Uh Which good for him. He actually stepped up instead of just like letting the bigger guy fight for him. Yeah, that's that's fucking bullshit. So I grab the tire iron and just turn around and swing as hard as I can. Yeah, and I hit him on his wrist, and just like it was a sound I've never heard before. No fucking way. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and then so he backed down pretty so then quick he after that. Down, yeah, and then I throw the tire in my car, jump in the car, and just drive off. And just get the fuck out of there. And just screaming and laughing and just losing my mind of just, what the fuck just happened? And you never saw the dude again? He came back the next day uh-huh. um, to Hy-Vee when I was working. Yeah. Um, and his wrist was all wrapped up, mm-hmm. and I laughed my balls off. Yeah. <laughs> just, aha, you idiot. Um, that's good dude at least you got like that fucking swing in yeah because otherwise that would have been total fucking bullshit you beat the shit out of me yeah yeah so that he has to have his friend come in right oh, it was, that's fucking it was terrible. straight out of fucking back to the future yeah like, it was such a that like, is so shitty who fights in a fucking parking lot oh my god yeah. yeah so when i saw him back the next day like i called on my friends and they all like showed up afterwards right. like to like make sure that they weren't there in the parking lot and they didn't show up or anything. So, uh-huh. um, but I think it broke his wrist with a tire Fucking iron. Hopefully. Which, so wait, when he came back, was he just like, yeah, what did he have to say that time? I don't know. He was with two other people and like, they stayed far away. Like they were uh-huh. like walked into the grocery store, but walked by and uh-huh. were just like looking at me, but they never came up to say anything. Okay. And then just saw his wrapped wrist and, <laughs> And he did, but he didn't really have anything to say at that point. No, I wasn't sure if they were, they didn't do anything. I wasn't sure if they were just scoping it out for something, which is why I called all my friends. Got it. Got it. Or if, yeah, I don't know if they were there later that night and then saw the group of people with me and decided not to. I don't know, but nothing came of it afterwards. So that's wild. And then you haven't seen him to this day. Nope. Wow. Yeah. So that is interesting. When you were leaving the first day and you saw a car like parked right next to yours, did you have like a sense of like, oh, something's up? Like before the, like right before it happened? No. Didn't even think about it. You had no idea. No. Uh, Because, you know, like there's other employees who park back there. Uh huh. So I just assumed. You're like, it's just somebody else's car. Yeah. Did the dude like come out of nowhere when he like, like pinned you up against the car? Yeah, like he pushed me, like my back. I was going to stand, but only the other people, only you would see. None mm. of the listening audience could. Um, but they were, yeah, they were parked right next to, to the driver's side. Okay. So my back was to the car, and then he pushed me up. That's such fucking bullshit. Yeah. Wow. And in hindsight, like, I didn't think about it all at the time, but that dude is a fucking psycho. Like, Yeah, he must be. Like, if you do that to every guy that this girl texts... Yeah, it's not going to be a good situation. Because I had never met him before. Right, right. And that's such a... She sent me one text, and he's already trying to fight me. He finds me, fights me in a parking lot. Right. That dude's a fucking psycho. He's a monster. So I don't know yeah. what... He might He might be in jail at this point. Yeah. I... <laughs> good God. Well, um, other than being a little embarrassed that uh, Clint Eastwood didn't show up. Right. And trying to 
lie to the listening audience. We still got a lot of uh, Clint Eastwood facts out there. Yeah. A lot of fight talk. Right. We still got to, you know, learn about his family a little bit. Yes. I think we did okay. I think it was all right. Yeah, I think mm. this was good. I like our little reviews at the end of these episodes. You got to give a recap just in case people are like, oh, what did I learn from this? <laughs> How did I you, feel about that podcast? Then you check it off your list and you... Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. And then they hear us say, we thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, we build ourselves up. Exactly. To convince us that we're doing something. Oh, I must have enjoyed what I just listened mm. to. Yeah. All That's right. what it's all about. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been We Book Celebrities. I have been Danny. And I'm Dan. We'll see you later. Happy Monday. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.